And we're live. Uh, welcome to the first episode of Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Todd Steinman. Uh, you can call me Steiner. We're all friends here, right? Uh, this podcast is specifically about uh, fantasy baseball, but more specifically my uh, dynasty league or keeper league, whatever you want to call a uh, six person keeper um, fantasy baseball league, specifically in the dramatics that goes on with it. This is a very crazy league. You'll also get my opinions. Uh, this is a vi- highly competitive league. It's a league that uh, we have formed a constitution personally for. I would love to see this uh, constitution adopted by other fantasy players. Uh, hopefully, this could get picked up as a new style of play. And what I'm talking about is the way we play, because it's so hard to prepare for this type of league, is that there is no real set budget. We kind of uh, formulated the, our style uh, kind of off like real baseball. And what I mean by that is uh, there is no max that you could spend. It's almost unlimited. But we've taxed it in tiers. So up to $500 is not taxed for the next hundred is taxed at a hundred percent and then after that is two hundred percent and then we could always agree if uh to change that if we ever feel like the needs because at one time it was only 100 percent after the 500 and teams kind of uh abused it uh the terriers would say maybe they'd call it the terrier tax or the chet tax uh because he went out and spent uh, quite a bit of money uh that year and uh people just thought it was like you know let's uh it was out of hand, so they just increased the tax, and uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, because you could be small market and have a good uh, chance at making a lot, you know, a good money. So there's a team like that in the uh, the pilots. Uh, the owner is Gabe, and uh, Gabe is uh, has been a low budget team, but has made it at least to making money by either uh, just making to the finals or make he's won once or making to the uh, the final four. Every year is competitive, so uh, it's really based on just having good good keepers for a cheap price and uh, being able to draft. And being a good in-season manager, too, is obviously important uh, in fantasy. So, uh, you know, it's not just the draft. The draft is obviously really important. That's what we're focused on right now because, you know, it's exciting. Everyone's got a new chance, and, uh, you know, some teams really feel like this might be their best opportunity based on the way our league is. So the other thing that I love about my league is that because of the no-limit budgets, like you don't know what a player could go for. All it takes is two players to really like them, and uh, he could go for a lot, right? Well, we, what we added, because it's so hard to trade, too, and everybody's got their own opinion, so you know, trades get vetoed. And I'll get to that in a little bit. I've had a, uh, a preseason. I, I think this might be the first preseason trade veto that uh, we've had, and I'll get into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you could veto a trade, right? So you still want to get better though. Cause it sucks like doing all that work. So there, we made it to where, uh, you could sell a player either mid season or pre season and just let them be an auction. So let the league figure out the market price for them based on who wants them and how high he gets bid up. And that person gets that money to their, team non-taxed which is also important especially if you feel like you know it might be a big year for money being spent or something like that so uh getting that money non-taxed and we'll talk about that because you'll see some discrepancies in what teams are starting with uh as a starting rate before the tax rate doesn't mean that they won't keep going or spending but 
you know, there is a tax on that. So some teams are closer to that than others because some teams sold players like last year. So one guy uh, that was sold was like Garrett Cole, and he went for uh, $225 or something. So that play team player, that team got that money for this year's budget, you know. So it's just, uh, it's just a good way, I think, to get around the trades because I think a lot, it's sometimes, especially when it's close, and especially, like, I'm a little surprised by the preseason one because usually uh, – people aren't that competitive yet, kind of, I guess. Like, usually once it's closer to the trade deadline and everybody wants these players, that's when, you you know, you, you get people selling because it's hard to figure out what these guys are worth in this type of league. <laughs> Everyone's got their own opinions. Um, so, yeah, uh, last year, uh, if you did listen to... Uh, I used to have a podcast called Fumbling Around Detroit Sports, and at the end, I tagged basically my my fantasy uh, podcast at the end of that. So I'm not exactly sure how many people even listened to that. It might have been just people in the league. It might have been nobody. Uh, but that's where it was. But I have now decided that I'm strictly focusing on baseball, uh, at least for sports podcasts, and uh, fantasy baseball in particular. It kind of like this league. So this league, I think it just has a lot of dramatics, and it's kind of exciting. So if you're just like interested in like uh, what's going on, I plan on having uh, many of these uh, owners on the the podcast. That's kind of what I had last year, and it's it's fun just to have people say what their expectations are. Uh, one of some people's favorite thing is that uh, there was an owner who called out the Terriers. The Terriers were in last place and uh, basically said everybody has a chance at this point but the Terriers. And the Terriers actually made a miracle happen where they they made the playoffs and even made it to the finals. And I'll get to that in a sec. But uh, it was just funny. He got called out uh, not to be the only team out of it, basically, and laughed at. And then he came back. Uh in spite of that, I know that kind of like energized him, you know, like just like, all right, I got to do whatever I got to do. And I still am not sure he got in by a half a game over another player. And that was dramatic. So I had the podcast going on for uh, until the playoffs. I stopped it in the playoffs, which was hilarious because everyone kind of crapped on the Terriers a little bit, maybe. And he snuck in the playoffs and, uh, he wanted to keep going, you know, at this point he's doing good. And then he made the finals. And like, I just stopped the podcast. But what happened is he actually made the finals. I made the finals on the other end. And I ended up beating him in the finals, getting my back-to-back title. So I will be defending a third for, go for my three-peat. And I'm defending champion. I'm excited. Uh, there's been a lot of dramatics already. I've, I, I know I've probably already ruffled a lot of feathers. And a lot of people are going to want to win. And, you know, I'm curious to see what that means, what kind of money that brings. If we're talking to new levels. Uh, last year was like the first year that the prices actually came down a little bit. Or I think, I guess, like maybe the prices, we didn't spend that as much in the auction, at least, as the year before. Now, there, we did meet the prices in other ways throughout the season or whatever. But leaving the draft, the prices was actually the first time because it's been escalating each year. But we'll be curious to see how this goes this year. There might be a few more teams that are in it. Uh, we had to say goodbye to the Sutton Alliance, Knicks team, who was perpetually known to be uh, probably the least spending team. Uh, he actually only spent on player budget in the draft, like $200 like $50 or something. And there's a minimum like 300 So he just had to pay the extra money without actually acquiring players in the draft auction for that money. Uh, so he's been... You know, like I said, pretty usually 
last in uh, player expenditures and how much he spent. And we replaced that with Welcome to the, uh, the League, Boston Braves, if you guys are listening. Uh, and that is Tyler Steinman and uh, co-manager of Rosie. Welcome, Rosie. Uh, you don't know any of us and personally, and I'm sure you've enjoyed the emails that we've already created. Usually, it does not get this interesting again until like maybe closer to the trade deadline of playoff. You know, trying to make it to the playoffs and stuff like that when everyone's highly invested. So it's it's February, uh, and the league's already, like I said, super invested. Um, you know, everyone's talking to each other. The trades are open. So, you know, people are either trying to trade or look to see who they could sell on the market. Uh, as the Montreal Expos defending champion, I, I felt like I had a lot of good keepers. And I want to go for a three-peat. So I ended up selling after talking to many teams and seeing what they were interested in and going with the plan of selling Eloy Jimenez. And I know this might be kind of crazy, uh, in a keeper league where uh, he was only going to be cost me at $5. So that's the other thing. Keepers go at $5 more than whatever they were kept at or bought at the year before. And a guy could be kept uh, forever. So he could, you know, in five years, Eli's going to cost like $30 or something like that. So he's a cheap young guy, it, you know, but there's obviously some risk still because he is young and he hasn't proven it yet, even though I will say, uh, he had an amazing playoffs for me, and he was part of the reason that rode me to the championship, and I will always remember that. Uh, but he was just a guy that I could get a lot of money for, and uh, I was, again, trying to go for it this year. And my, you know, and my other keepers, uh, I, I really believe in. And, uh, you know, it's something you got to do sometimes. You got to figure out uh, who you like, what the league likes. And... Uh, Let's just get into uh, how, so the league also has three divisions. That usually opens up uh, the season almost for the next year. Uh, it's usually in, on Thanksgiving we uh, draw the divisions. And I love drawing for divisions because it adds like a randomness. And the way the schedule is made is that you play your division a little bit more. Uh, the commissioner, Adam Darren, also owner of the Houston Colts, also creator of the Constitution and probably one of the, I don't know, like this should be on his resume for sure. This is one of the hardest things, keeping this league intact. And uh, there's been people quitting or say they quit, like, but not really. Uh, you know, things got heated and people are getting upset. Uh, but I think everybody's a little bit excited also now with the like the higher stakes kind of, I think. I think that are on the line. I know everybody, I'm sure, wants to beat me. Like I said, I've ruffled some feathers. Uh, I got upset. Uh, Let's say that first I had a trade vetoed last uh, summer when I was already I was in it and I traded a team John Gray. Uh, a lot of people are looking for some starting pitching at that point, and I traded for Wander Franco, who obviously is probably not even going to get called up this year, and that got vetoed down. Uh, so you know I was upset at that because I kind of wanted you know even though I would just I don't really have another spot for him if I, especially if I'm going for this year like Wander Franco's not being kept by me or you know i might try to move him and that was my kind of my plan i was figuring you know i can maybe then sell him or trade him if i need to or keep him and move somebody else uh but it didn't go through and uh another trade didn't go through though last year and that was jesus luzardo if, i don't know if many people remember this but gabe and uh owner of the is that the you know what I've been calling them the pilots and uh, that's that's my bad that's the Chicago Brown Bombers uh, is Gabe who I've been talking about already and I call them the pilots uh, either way my bad my bad Gabe 
And uh, now, you know, I just forgot where I was talking about, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I just realized I messed his name. But uh, either way, uh, again, I'm your host, Tom Steinman, Steiner, and uh, I think I'm pretty knowledgeable. So if you're interested, hopefully you get a lot of knowledge and guys who I like and why I might like them. Um, I think I'm pretty in-depth, knowledgeable, and just basically like just I listen to a lot of podcasts, first of all, and I read, I do a lot of reading, and I just do a lot of following, and uh, I feel like I'm, I don't know, I, and there's obviously luck involved, let's not get, let's not get out of it, you don't know everything, these are human beings, and like, news like with the Houston Astros, like, how does that play into effect, one of my keepers, and one of my guys that, you know, uh, the last few years, I've won, again, two championships, and I made a finals, and, uh, Carlos Correa, he's been on my team. I know he's been injured and stuff like that, but like uh, I've had him, I drafted him his rookie year. I had him, I got him for zero dollars, or so. It's another thing. There's so much I love about this league. We have a supplemental draft, so we draft 21 players in the auction draft, the original auction draft, and then we have another draft, and we use Yahoo, uh, Yahoo five by five head to head daily league. Uh, if you're gonna play in this type of or you know play for this amount and uh, intense. Uh, capacity like I really don't play I know a lot of guys especially the professional uh, they could, I guess they consider themselves but some of the guys I listen to uh, they play like an NFBC I think that's what they call it uh, but a lot of these different types of leagues that are with other professionals and uh, it's got to be a lot especially if they're playing these seasons out and stuff like that like I, I do play like on fan tracks I'll play like best ball so it's like just a draft and then you don't have to worry about it like it's 40, 40 guys it's a long draft and I did one and I messed up. But if you are going to do one of these, I highly suggest it is. They're, they're fun. So you can do them for like 10 bucks or something like that. And the payout's decent. Like, obviously, they're going to take some money. But again, it's all like you could just check it at the end of the season. You don't have to look at it, but you can follow along. But if you are going to do it, go for start. Started pitching what so quick in it. And I get that they're important. And then also uh, outfielders. If you're going to get hitters, go for the outfielders. Uh, everything seemed to be deep. Everything else in that league, that type of style, and I could have got hitter, hitters kept falling, but pitchers weren't. So, if you're going to do that, make sure you, you know. I think you go pitcher heavy if you can. So, obviously, it looks enticing when guys keep falling, but they just keep doing that. At least in that in that type of style, you know. Like I said, it's a forty man draft. So, yeah. All right. So uh, again, we break up into divisions. So that is amazing. Uh, because I guess it, I think it like has a randomness. It kind of gets rivals going because this, the way the schedule. Uh, that's what, I think I'll say this at what time. But the way the schedule is made is made by the commissioner, and it's like you play your. It's set up prehand where uh, that you play your division though three times throughout, including you play your division like it's like every other week in the beginning of the season. Then there's like a space, and then the last three weeks you go back into your division. So it made things. It makes usually makes, and it did last year in particular things very interesting. Uh, teams playing each other, going for the playoffs. Uh, one thing was uh, last year, there was two teams in the same division playing each other, the uh, the Terriers and, um, like, it's just crazy how some all this stuff happens and people could get upset and stuff. But uh, the Terriers and the Commissioners team, the, the Colt 45s, they were playing each other the last week of the year. And it looked like only one of them could probably make the playoffs, but the way it was set up, there was uh, the team from Atlanta, Bill's team, was also competing, and all he had to do was like beat a team that was kind of like out of it already, basically, and wasn't doing well, especially at this time of the year. And he ended up losing, like the, the team from Atlanta lost to that team, while the other two teams playing each other, like 
one both won just enough categories to actually both make it on have three teams actually make it from the central division and it was just it was amazing because it went into sunday night like decisions were being made the wishes you know if you play from a weekly long it's monday to sunday and the sunday night game uh the cold 45s had bryce harper and he could have knocked the team he was playing out the terriers out if he played them and bryce harper like hit an rbi or something like that but he was worried that if harper went out and got an 0 for 5 game that he could actually lose on base percentage but the team that was also trying to make it like just saw it and just saw him sitting it kind of looked like maybe because they're one guy works for the other guy too so uh, it could look like that like hey what the hell is going on man and just kind of get upset about that. And uh, But when the guy was just try- basically just trying to solidify his own thing, and it came down to a half a game, and it just sucks because uh, luckily I think what helped relieved is that Harper did not hit that RBI or whatever. And so it did. It wasn't the difference maker, but if it was, I'm, that might even be more upsetting. Um, but the team did what the team had to do to solidify. Like if you felt like – because if you were to lo- lose that category, it's not even like tying. You just lose that ca- category because we play on base. And – just lose, then you just knock yourself out of the playoffs. Uh, but then it solidified Chet's team, the Terriers, who again made a crazy run to make it and then make it to the finals. On I, I don't even know how to explain it, man. It was crazy. He even like made trades to like that he lost. I mean, if there was a trade that people should have vetoed, it was uh, listen to this trade. So it was Chris Bryant, who cost $60, who cost 65 this year to keep for. Walker Bueller, who's like who'll be like ten dollars, maybe fifteen dollars to keep, uh, and then also Bo Bichette, who will be a five dollar keeper, and then he also for last year got Kyle Gibson as just another starter and Frankie Montas at that time. Somehow, you know, Frankie Montas got I believe he's the one that got suspended. So, uh, I mean, you didn't know, you know, but that was a heck of a trade at that time. Uh, going the other way was Chris Bryant and along with was uh, Forrest Whitley. So the yeah. Anyways, uh, great stuff. So let's talk about this year. So I am in the first division, the East. I'm just going to go kind of how it was like the order was picked uh, for the division. And welcome the first team of the Boston Braves, uh, Tyler and Dave. Uh, congratulations. We just passed a rule ruling that after everyone selects their six keepers and stuff, they will have the opportunity to pick up the three keepers for their team that is left over and partly it's just because we all you know we, first of all thank you for joining the league it's just a very in-depth league there's a lot just to it like i said i've explained a lot and you guys some of you guys are like what uh you know reach out to us maybe we, you could we'll show you our constitution and stuff and like i said i think this is the best style of league it was just it's amazing um i do play in like one other league but like if i don't have time for that other league it is you know it's like a hundred dollar straight league I don't have time, but I'm not concerned because there's, you know, this league is worth just a lot. And, uh, you know, like I'll play the best ball and stuff, other, other things like that. But uh, maybe one day I'll play in more leagues if, uh, if I'm in, you know, if I'm in the professionals, if I'm making a little bit of money from it or something. I don't know how much. Do they make any money? Are you guys making any money? I don't know. Uh, but I enjoy you guys, so keep doing your stuff out there. Find your own podcast. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Tyler, Dave. So their keepers right now are uh, Javier Baez will be kept for. Is these? I'm trying to think. Yeah, these will be the prices they can be kept at. Javier Baez for 38, Eric Cosmer for 35, Eugenio Suarez 26. I'm not gonna go through every player. Mustakas for 15. I don't 
maybe Wilson Ramos for 17. Uh, so we are a 12 team league. So I think that's important. We uh, five by five Yahoo, and we we uh, one hitter for each position with the utility. So no corner infielders, no uh, out, you know three outfielders. Uh, this is Yahoo. We have thought about uh, playing in other different types of formats. You know, each year we have votes too uh, in, on rulings. We, uh, people suggest new rules. Uh, one guy has suggested we move to a points league, and it kind of got uh, it got vetoed. Uh, thank God, I, I didn't want to move to a points league, not in this type of league. Uh, and I just it was a lot of big changes for a type of league that I already really enjoy, and we let we know the format. We're like no one's like. I don't know. Obviously, I've won a couple years in a row. Maybe it seems like I'm biased towards the format or something. Like, I figured it out. I don't think so. I think I've gotten lucky. I know I've gotten lucky. So, uh, you have to. Um, I've made some bad decisions, too. So people have got the best of me. Bob has. Bob's got, you know, he got Trey Turner off me for nothing. I lost that year. So, and then he moved that. Don't even get me started out of that. But, anyway, so uh, Noah Syndergaard for 25. That's a pretty good price because you'll hear some of the other pitchers. I think he's around number, probably top 20. He's obviously got a lot of upside. Uh, I don't know if that's like around like tier three. I'm, I'm kind of seeing, I think, like that of pitchers is that our area. Maybe tier two. He's got a lot of upside. Like I said, obviously, uh, you like him, the th- you know Thor. Um, so he's probably going to be kept. I'm guessing, maybe, unless maybe they don't like him. Maybe they move him. Uh, other guys, Eduardo Rodriguez at ten bucks, possibly. I don't know how much they like him. I've seen some people like him, some people not. Uh, Marcus Stroman for six again. So for the pitching, it's five by five. So on base is instead of average for the hitters, and then quality starts instead of wins, which is I think definitely a difference um, when you're drafting. So and I don't see too many uh, rankings, you know, necessarily for like just quality starts. And there, you know, you never know. So uh, Mike Miner for five bucks. Trevor Richards for five bucks. Lucas Giolito, I'm assuming, definitely keep. He's around number 20. I don't know exactly where he's, but, you know, so again, uh, not a bad price in Young, so with upside. And then the next team, and I'm in this division. I think this, I, personally, I think this is going to probably be the toughest division. Uh, sounds like Dave knows a decent amount. And uh, Tyler's more of just like help supporting. I think he's gonna be learning through the process. And but I think Dave's gonna be making or Rosie will be making the final decisions. And it seems like you know it's been a lot, but he sounds like he plays in a lot of baseball leagues and plays a lot of fantasy football. So he's somewhat you know uh, with all the emails and trash talking, he's had a lot to read. So if he's all kept up on that and the rules and like because there's a keeper list, so I'm, all I'm reading right now is a keeper eligible preseason roster. So in order to keep a guy, he you, he's had to have been drafted either in the auction original auction draft or uh, the supplemental draft where we all have another draft with the free agent budget for again. This is there's so many things that like different things. It's awesome. Uh, there's a pre, there's a supplemental draft. We all get like at least four guys, or we can four more guys that can be kept. So there are 25 guys that are total that could be kept, if in the beginning, um, and in order to be kept the next season, they have to be on your roster or traded for, or sold to another team, or on somebody's roster basically that whole time. They can never hit free agency. So if they're ever dropped, like originally the original list had Woodruff as a five dollar keeper. That would probably be a pretty good keeper, as I just said. Um, for a team like Bob, who already has a decent amount, so uh, available guys to keep. But Woodruff would have been, you know, 
definitely enticing, so maybe or he maybe even moved, but uh, he did drop him at one point and then picked him up. So uh, that was something that was I don't know if he caught that and told the commissioner himself or what, but yeah, nice job. So uh, so with Dave being new, I still think I'm I'm, I'm getting things that they might spend more money and be at least more competitive or like on the waiver wire or knowing what's going on a little bit more than our friend Nick who did, you know, thank you for joining the league, Nick. You did a great job of participating and being a good owner and commission, uh, being very civil, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll see if we just got somebody less civil. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining the league and giving us time too. When you also let go to give us time, you told us early on so we could find a good replacement and somebody we trusted and that trusted us. And uh, yeah, so we move on. Uh, he also has Seth Lugo for five bucks, I guess. I don't know. Seth Lugo's not uh, the closer, I don't think. But if you're interested in a top setup guy with a closer chance, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I had sold Eloy Jimenez, uh, like I said, and I got like $210, but I set the starting price. That's the other thing when you do an auction, you can set the starting price. So if you want a minimum, like obviously, you know, you want to like, okay, then if they don't go at all, then you just get them back. But uh, I said at like 200, I let them know because I, I, I figured they're probably looking for a guy or two. And we also voted. Uh, again, we're going to allow them to take three guys of what's left over. But that was, this was even before that, or even anybody suggested that. And uh, they were like, oh, we're good. So I don't know if they thought I was like joking or then actually two guys were bidding on them for 200 bucks and went for like 210 or something like that. So uh, I will add that. Uh, to my team, and then the uh, the team from Atlanta got them. So, congrats to them. Uh, good luck with them. I think he's going to be great. Like I said, he really helped me out in the playoffs last year for sure, which was nice because I definitely had some injuries at that point, and offensively, I, like I didn't have much going. Uh, I was really on my pitching, and he he just did a great job. You can look at the September stats. That's what scares me. Was he just hot? Was he just playing divisional teams with bad pitching? What was going on? I don't know. So there's obviously a lot of upside, but still a little bit. He's still young and, you know, maybe some growing pains. But great young keeper, great investment. Hurts this year, though. So that's a big, you know, sacrifice for this year. All right, the next team in my division, uh, the East, is Chet and the Terrier, the owner of the Terriers, uh, a guy that I had to make it play, be in the finals last year. Uh, he is starting with a 100th. So Tyler and Dave have a $500 start off. Chet is starting off with uh, 132 to start off. So that before even keeping his keepers. So that meant he went out last year and definitely spent this year's money to go for it last year. So he, I know he bought Nola, which was, I believe, I'm sorry, Nola was, I believe, somewhere around maybe a little under 200, maybe like 175 or something like that. So quite a bit. And then uh, he bought Josh Hader. Which was a hundred bucks, so that makes like what two seventy five or something. So where are we at? And then he must have bought somebody else. Um, yeah, so he bought a decent amount of guys. So he's starting off low, but that doesn't mean he's not going to go out and spend. He has been a guy who's known who will just go out and get the guys he wants. And he's got some great, uh, definitely probably one of the teams with the best keepers. Now, the reason we gave Dave and Tyler you're going to give them opportunities to pick some guys up because they kind of feel bad. Like, they don't have necessarily maybe a top 20 draft pick overall or anything like that, basically, if, you, if you're ranking them top 20 pick. Uh, they got some good young guys, that, you know, could you know for good value and stuff, but I still think it's, you know, it's hard to win without guys that 
aren't in the top 20, top 25, or 30, you know, at least a few of them already before the draft starts because all those guys are being kept. So, uh, but Chet's definitely got one of the best set of keepers, probably, especially offensively, and that includes Ronald Acuna for $65. Uh, that's going to be a great value. He's going to be a top five guy, top three, you know. Um, he would be probably maybe the number one choice in an average, more, argue, you know, there's more arguing. Uh, I personally, uh, think that, you know, obviously he's got the steel upside, which is nice. Um, the only th- he's such a good hitter. Is it, you know, it all depends, I guess on, I could easily see them. I know he's, he did so great leading off. So, but yeah, you know, he's got the 30, 40 upside even, but do they want to run him that much? I guess it all depends how much, how much, how bad they need it. And that's probably the same thing with trout. I've heard trout might be leading off. Uh, he could not steal, or he has still the capabilities of stealing 30, 40 if they wanted him to, and if he wants to. So, but I can see them needing to win more and doing what they need, especially because they need, but there's risk involved, you know? So that's how players get hurt. So, like, I think that's probably at least the risk, you know, like, there's more risk in that. Players that run and sliding head first. But, Steals, you know, you want your guy to steal too. But do you want your top guy to steal? It's a question you gotta ask. But you don't want to be scared either. You know, the op- if you the top guy probably has to steal some amount. And if he steals thirty, that's gonna really help. To be, you know, the the big difference maker in every category. All right. So Ronald Cunha, sixty-five dollars. Talked about him. Chris Bryant at sixty-five. We talked about that trade. Uh, third base outfield eligible. Trey Turner, six twenty-six dollars. That's a really great deal. You know, we're talking about the speed being a difference maker. Might, he might hit third now. That's interesting. So does he keep stealing at that? At that, or does he let, let just Soto hit him in? Because again, if he's not, you know, stealing as much, his value definitely goes down. So keep an eye on that. He could keep Carlos Santana at 19. Sounds like he might be trying to move him. Um, I don't know if anybody's really interested in keeping that old of a first baseman who just had a career year. But good luck to that. Uh, Victor Robles, another great young player with upside, 15 bucks. Uh, keeper, so you could probably keep him, obviously. Glaber Torres for 10 bucks, another great keeper. Torres and Turner, drafted by my team. Uh, congratulations on getting those guys. Big deals for them. Spent $500 to get them from Bob. Uh, also, Josh Hader at $30 would be a good keeper price for uh, a top closer. So I would say, you know, some value there for sure. Forrest Whitley for 15 if he wants to, if he's trying to keep a young. I don't know if that's even in his mind. I don't know about that. But those are his keepers. Uh, he's probably got a set six pretty much set right now. He might. I don't think Carlos Santana's in that, so I can see him trying to move Carlos Santana and Josh Hader. Um, but we'll see if anybody wants that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the next team, Jay. Uh, Jay's got a lot of money. He, he was one of the sellers last year, so he's starting off with a budget of 802. Uh, some of the keepers that are, might be Andrew Benatendi for 38 He did just buy Blackman. He bought auction, preseason auction, $25 buy up, uh, uh, to buy Blackman. And I think now he'll have to pay an additional like $48 or something, maybe around $45 uh, to keep him now. So he's on his team. Yon Makata, I like that, for 22 bucks. Good young guy. Fernando Tatis, $18. Uh, Chris Archer for 38 if he's interested. I'm, I'm a, maybe probably probably Kluber maybe for 30 I don't know if he likes him or not. Arietta's available for 30 Chris Paddock's available for 21 
Um, so a lot of a lot of options. Uh, I'm not sure what he just like I say just bought Blackman, so some combination in there. Brent Honeywell for five. I don't know if he's still Julio Tehran. Those are guys available. I'm not exactly sure who what he's trying to do uh, exactly, but he's got a big budget. He's got some good young guys. That's what I'm saying. I, this division is gonna be tough because of that. You know he's gonna be a big spender at the auction, and he's got some some good keepers with some upside. So it's all depend on those young like Tatis and Mikado. You know, it's a lot on them, but they have some upside. I'll say that. But he's got he's got that money. He's gonna have to go spend. Uh, then it's my team. Was the last picked in the division. Uh, I'm keeping Mike Trout for 170, top player in the league, just consistent. I know it's a lot of money, but. With some of my, I'm also able to keep uh, Cody Bellinger for 15 bucks, so that kind of like helps me. Like, okay, I could just keep this guy, uh, especially when you don't know what the top prices are going for. I, I can never throw him back. Uh, I've thought about trading him and all stuff, but it's just like, all right, what else can I do if I could just keep this guy? Uh, Nelson Cruz for 59. Uh, Nelson, you had a great year for me. Thank you, man. I really enjoyed that. Uh, JD Martinez will be kept for 46 bucks. Uh, Carlos Correa, uh, $25. Houston Astros, man. Wow. First of all, I just want to say I, I hate the Houston Astros now almost. like I know that's a hard word, a harsh word, but, man, because I was so exciting like, when they were getting all these young prospects. I'm like, you know, and they were like last place in the major leagues. It was just fun to watch that rebuild. And just I was behind it. They were, I thought they were confident. Now I realize they were just cocky because they were cheating. So it just really sucks. I don't know. Um, I guess I really enjoyed Carlos Correa and stuff like that. Um, so I tried to sell him. Uh, I had a trade for him for Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. Uh, I was going to get Garrett Cole, who would be the highest kept pitcher ever for $141 uh, f- and $30 or $35 bucks for Carlos Correa for $25. Bucks. My, I, I, I just sold Eloy for $200, so I had a lot, a lot extra money. I also have to grab for seventy dollars, so I was trying to, you know, like go get another top guy. And uh, at the time, the the star, the team that I was getting it from, the Stars, were not planning on keeping uh, Cole. Uh, so you know, he thought thirty. You know, what does Craig go for? I guess maybe the league doesn't like him personally. I don't know. Uh, I understand that like a lot of teams had their own shortstops, so there's only a few teams interested and available in him, and that also. Uh, they the teams some of the teams that vetoed it because this trade got vetoed. Um, some of the teams that vetoed it ha- already had like six keepers and stuff like that, so they didn't need uh Correa necessarily. So, anyways, there's there only like you know, I did my research, I met with a lot of teams, talked to a lot of teams, and uh, asked us, you know, and this wasn't going to be kept. And then, uh, so I thought, you know, give me a little bit of money, and I'll give you one of my good young keepers, uh, because he's still like ranked like top 50 uh, for keeper list. And he's 25 years old. So, again, he, he was on pace at 40 home runs last year. Uh, he only played half a season, and that's that's a knock on him is that, like, he's injury prone, and I get that. But there's a lot of upside there, I feel like. And, yes, uh, shortstop is deep, and I think that's what everybody's thinking. And everybody wanted to, a chance at Cole, especially teams that had extra budgets. And they kind of really showed that. Uh, in Because I don't think it was – I mean, they could have not liked the trade, but I think people saw – that I would have the two MVPs and Trout and Ballinger, and then also the two MVP or the two Cy Young winners, because I also have DeGrom, who I'll be keeping for $70. So they just saw, I think, and I get that, and the back to back champ. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's hidden bias. Maybe they don't know. 
But uh, let's keep going. Uh, so I told you about Cody Bellinger. I just Ely would have been kept for ten bucks, but he got sold. And then I have Keston Hira. Uh, he, he'll be a five dollar keeper. I really like Keston Hira. I like uh, what I like about Trout, Hira, and Bellinger is hopefully they they will all steal at least double digits. And hopefully maybe one of them will have a breakout stolen season. But at least I have a few guys already that I think that I uh, they're not on the level of Chet's team. You know, Chet's got some Trey Turner and Acuna. I get that. But I still think that uh, it's a good starting uh, for me. Obviously, probably keeping Judy Martinez. And uh, he's not going to give you steals, but I like that. I at least have three. For pitchers available, I have Jacob DeGrom for 70, who I'm going to keep. Uh you Darvish for 47 and Hinjin Ryu for 16, who I really liked last year. So uh, definitely DeGrom. I, I, I'm really trying to, maybe I'll make a move still. Uh, I like a lot of these guys. So uh, I'm excited. That's why I kind of sold Eloy. So it seems like I get a good amount of money for him. So I did try to go for it this year. Um, but I think I got a tough division. So it's going to be exciting because I think there's going to be a lot of money spent on divisions. It's going to be competitive. The next division is the Central. And it started off with uh, the, t- or I'm sorry, the Colt 45s and Team Adam. Uh, he starts off with a $420 budget. Uh, before the news of the Houston Astros cheating, he was probably definitely going to keep Alex Bregman. But with the new news, I don't know, I just, who knows? Uh, but Harper sounds like maybe definitely being kept, 87 bucks. Who knows about Paul Goldschmidt, 77 uh, Yasmani Grandal for 46 Jonathan Villar for 31 Guerrero for 10 Boba Shed for five. So he's got a lot of these choices. Uh, starting pitchers uh, he could keep are Justin Verlander for 140. Uh, Charlie Mort for 47. Blake Snell for 40. Walker Bueller for 10. Um, Ken Giles for 57. Edwin Diaz for 100. I'm just naming all these guys. Like sometimes I'm skipping some of these guys, but like there's quite a few guys. Definitely uh, some guys better than others, but a lot of choices. Uh, he could do that, but he's down a little bit of money. That 80 bucks, I think it's, you know, that's important to notice because the next team is Eric's team, and they have $894 to start off. That was actually before the Blackman trade, so now they have like, uh, what is that, like $919 or something like that? Um, I believe that's exactly what it is. Uh, so available to them pre pre uh, tax. So that's quite a bit. Big advantage, and then you know he could go on top of that. So we'll see. Uh, keepers available: uh, Freeman, seventy-five. He just sold Blackman, which was available for forty-eight. So that's what Jay's going to move for. So hopefully these prices will just kind of give you an idea of what everything is kind of at, who's being kept, and stuff. It's pretty crazy. This is type of league we're in. You know, that's why I'm saying it's hard to really know. And you're talking to a lot of teams, but Raphael Devers for forty-six. Uh, Ozzy Albies for 40, Starling Marte for 35, George Springer for 32, uh, Luke Voigt for thir- 21, uh, Kyle Tucker for 5, Jack Flaherty for 107, Stephen Matz for 8, Caleb Smith for 5, Roberto Zuna for 20. So you already sold Blackman. Um, I don't know if he has anything else in the works. He's definitely got, he'll, he should have good keepers. I don't know who he chooses. Uh, I'm guessing since I called him out, I don't know. Maybe he's going Flaherty. Sounds like that's why I got rid of Blackman. I think he was originally going Blackman, but I called. You know, I just I, I, I Chris is now keeping. What's funny after that trade, Chris is now keeping Cole, and so everybody thought they had a chance at him, especially the teams with big money. Now he's just being capped, so now they have to reevaluate. Uh, explaining that to him, so um, maybe he's keeping Flaherty. Maybe that's why he moved Blackman. Uh, Blackman's not a favorite of mine. 
I wanted to write something, but uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, he's not very good away. I think he had a two ninety nine on base or something. And if he's not stealing, I mean, unless the steals go back up, I guess there's that upside. But he only stole two bases last year with like a three sixty five on base, which is good. A lot of runs, but thirty two home runs was kind of mediocre for a guy not stealing. I mean, a lot of there's a ton of guys that hit uh, over thirty home runs. Uh, so. Again, just my opinion. Does it keep Caleb Smith or something? Maybe he kept them all year, so I don't know. Uh, the next team, again, he had a lot of money, so and he just got a little bit more. The next team is Chris. Now, Chris is only starting with 275 because he went out and bought Garrett Cole for 225. And now he's going to keep him for 141. So that's good to see that, you know, he's going to. He's got a low budget, but he's going to keep his top players. Uh, he also has available to him. I don't, again, some of these are high prices, so he's got some. Probably can't keep them all, or maybe will. Who knows? But to Carlos Stanton for 83, Corey Seager for 58, Tommy Pham for 56, Whit Merrifield for 34, Nolan Arenado for 30, Wander Franco for 5. Uh, after getting vetoed that last year, you got to assume he's going to keep him, I'm assuming. Uh, Garrett Cole for 141, Granke for 70, Bumpgarner for 63, Glass now for 41, Eric Lauer for 5, Luke Weaver for 5, uh, and then a bunch of keepers for 79 plus. So uh, I guess you could keep maybe like Araldus Chapman or something. Uh, but a lot of options, a lot of expensive guys. So again, hard decisions to kind of make. A lot of guys for a decent amount who have question marks. So it's kind of, and it's going to have some tough decisions to make. Uh, the next team was Bob's team. Bob is playing with just a straight budget of $500. What a very few. <laughs> is he the only one so far that actually did not make a move either way? I hadn't until. Uh, I sold uh, Eloy, so I was at 500, and so was Tyler and Dave. They're starting off budget there, but Bob's got a lot of guys at his disposal to keep. Now again, not everybody's a great price, but here are some some guys that may be notable. Reese Hoskins for 135. That was one of the top hitters that went for last year. Juan Soto for 106. Again, one of the top hitters. Bob went out and spent some money on these hitters. Uh, Adalberto Mondesi 92. He kept Jose Abreu for 73. Matt Chapman he bought for 65. He kept Alexander Bogarts for 45. Uh, I don't think he, I don't know if he bought or kept Eddie Rosario for 30. He went out and bought Pete Alonso for 26, and that was like amazing news that he made the team right away and stuff because I believe it was before that. I'm almost confident it was before that. Uh, Shane Beaver 70 bucks available to him. Luis Castillo 45. Corbin 31. Robbie Ray 56. Clevenger 23. So luckily he doesn't have to rely on Clevenger because and that's the thing you want to be deep. Especially right now, still, you don't. Hopefully, you don't have six guys because injuries still happen, and all it takes is one guy to like get injured. If you only have six good keepers, so you still want to be kind of deep right now, which I kind of like. That's why I haven't made a choice yet because I'm going to keep. I'm not going to get my hopes on anything to anything like that because I want to have options and how I want to go. So I'm curious to watch spring trading and these teams are finally starting playing each other. Uh, some of the teams just I watch them play. Uh, college teams where they're starting to play each other now, I believe, uh, which is, I'm recording this on Saturday, which is, what, the 22nd, I believe? Yes, it is, 22nd. So, again, I will have, hopefully, some of these managers on in the future. I don't even know how long this is going. I know I'm rambling. Uh, you know, this is welcome to the league. Listen to this in chunks if you have to or whatever. Maybe just, uh, again, uh, these are all my like high school friends, a lot of these guys, or I know them personally, so which is really cool, too. And we meet in person for the draft the third Saturday, 
uh, of every of March of every year. Doesn't matter if it's St. Patrick's Day. We are having it that day. You better schedule whatever. Obviously, if something horrific happened or whatever we would have to move it but like do not plan any vacation or anything like that we are drafting and it made it, it makes things a lot easier because getting 12 grown men to figure out their schedules is very difficult it is all right so um again uh, my division's tough uh, i'm i'm looking to win i'm hoping i'm sure chet's gonna be competitive i think jay's gonna be competitive and uh, maybe Tyler and Dave could surprise us. So, but I'm going to pick me for that. Uh, I'm sure Chet's going to pick himself, and I'm sure Jay's going to pick himself. You know, and I get that. Be confident for the Central Division. Just going through them, it's it's going to be a competitive one. But uh, Eric's definitely got a big, big advantage with that extra money already in player budget. If he's already spending uh, over $900 pre-tax, like that's it's quite high already. So if he goes on top of that, you know, he's going to he has an opportunity to try to. You know, have good keepers and go go for it. Um, but you know, he's got some competitive good owners with Bob and Adam, and I mean, even Chris. Chris makes the playoffs pretty consistently, so he's somehow been able to make it manage it year in year year out to be competitive. See what you want. Uh, some of the things you might disagree with what he does, but you know, he competes and he's sent off some of the best players. As you know, he sold. You know. He's drafted them and sold guys for good amounts, and he, he, he goes after it. He's not scared, so you can't say that. Um, and then Adam, you know, I think Adam Adam had, like, I think an underrated year. Like, he had good stats. I think he might have gotten unlucky maybe schedule-wise or something like that. Um, so he's a good manager. So I think it's, that's going to be very interesting competitive. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, oh, man. I don't know, man. It's very interesting. Um, it's it's a toss-up. I'm never gonna pick out of that one. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick my own. No joke. Uh, no, it's it's. I would say Chris is gonna have the hardest time because just because I mean I don't know what he's gonna spend. It's the hardest part. You don't know what people are gonna spend. Could Bob spend the most? Could Eric spend the most? Could you know? Is Eric going on top of that? Is Adam gonna come and spend a ton? Um, you know. So what's nice is always around tax season. You never know. That's, you know or you know. Uh, is Chris. Chris going to keep those expensive guys and go for it again this year and say, screw you guys. I have a low budget, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go spend to go get the team I want to compete. So, uh, but my guess is Chris. Chris is going to be last. Everybody else, I think that's, they're starting off really good. So it's going to see, you know, and same with my division. You know, I'm picking me, but I'm doing a pre, really keep it six guys. So I'm also doing on like budget available and stuff. But again, could Chet spend five thousand dollars? Something ridiculous, you know? Like, I, I don't think so. But it's still a possibility the way the league is structured or whatever. So, um, you don't know what prices are going to be, and uh, and what people are going to go try to do. So it's it's wild, wild west. The whole league, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some laws, but like, you could do whatever you want. There's so many options, and it's hard to come out with a complete team. You know, you're going to have some type of weakness. And, you know, even from your keepers, you're probably going to have some. It's hard to have a complete team. Uh, let's go to last division. And then I got to end this, man. I've talked quite a bit. Uh, Gabe, uh, the owner of, I know I messed it up, Chicago Black Bombers, Brown Bombers, the Brown Bombers. <laughs> and uh, they go, he has a 457 starting budget. He went out and bought Altuve for uh, last year for a good little price uh, when he got sold off at the midseason auction. 
That was a good part of his team. Like, got him real low, cheap, and hot. It was a good pickup. Uh, Joey, so here's his keepers. Uh, Joey Gallo for 100. Gary Sanchez for 92. Jose Altuve for 83. Mookie Betts for 60. Obviously, that's got to be one of them. Uh, Michael Conforto for 42. He was a part of a trade that got denied, so I'm curious to see uh, what happens to him, if he's going to maybe keep him. I don't know. Uh, Jose Ramirez for 35, Anthony Rizzo for 34, Austin Meadows for 5. And then you got Chris Sale for 41, Jesus Luzardo for 25, Sony Gray for 17, uh, Joe Musco for 10, and Pablo Lopez for 5. So a lot of options. Definitely got six guys in there probably somewhere. I'm not sure. I haven't really heard anything from him trying to, like, you know, trade, at least personally. So maybe he's out there. Um, but he's probably got some, you know, six guys that he likes. And it's a good start. Uh, will he be the new lowest budget team, or is he going to come out and spend a little bit? That's you know you never know again. So uh, the next team, you got to like the starters though. Definitely, that's why Gabe's competitive. He could be a little bit cheap and still somehow slide into the playoffs and go for it and get an opportunity, or at least try to make it. You know, win that first round or make make his money back, or you know, going to try. Justin, uh, the Washington Senators. He has he's. Sold the $43 to Gabe. Uh, so he has five forty or he got the $43 for selling Altuve. So Gabe, or he's starting with five forty-three. Uh he's got Christian Yelich for 62, Trevor Story for 55, Max Muncy for 46, David Dahl for 36, Byron Buxton for 32, JT Omuto for 20, Max Scherzer for 108, and John Lester for 17. So not a t- not a lot even available to keep. It was only like eight or something like that, maybe. I believe it's eight. Um, he definitely has a few strong ones. You know, Yelich, Story, and uh, there's one more. Oh, yeah, Max Scherzer are probably no doubters, it sounds like, for him. And after that, you know, there's – I know he likes Muncie. I like Muncie. Uh, so possibly Muncie. Uh, oh, J.T. Ramuto for 20 bucks. And so after that, I don't know if he's trying to make, make another move or something. It sounds like maybe he was interested in Blackman. I don't know. But the next team is Victor. And Victor's at five ninety nine, so another team with an extra, a little bit of extra budget. He's got Manny Machado for fifty nine, Joey Votto for fifty eight, Anthony Rendon for fifty four, Matt Carpenter for forty six, Matt Olson for thirty seven, Aaron Judge for fifteen. Obviously, uh, Aaron Judge should be kept uh, in the keeper league. Uh, it does scare me a little bit with the shoulder injury. I believe it's shoulder. Something, something's not right right now. Uh, you never like to see that this early, but hopefully it's nothing. Uh, Carlos Carrasco for one fourteen. Uh, probably not. Kyle Hendricks for 64, Trevor Bauer for 34, Cole Hamels for 34, Rich Hill for 34. So you had a lot of guys uh, for $29 last year. Matt Boyd for 24, Jose Barrios, uh, 15, probably a definite one, I think. Uh, Kimbrell for 74, and Jose Leclerc for 73. So he kept a lot of players all throughout the season. Um, Anthony Rendon, I'm assuming, is definitely going to be kept. Aaron Judge, uh Bauer and Barrios after that. Uh, so that gives him like four. I'll probably Machado, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not sure what he's looking to do. He's got a little bit extra money, though. He's got some good keepers. He's got some good pitching. Got some, at least a couple of good hitters. He's got other good players to choose from, but uh, none of them are for sure uh, for him. And uh, Victor's a guy that you don't know what he's going to spend. He might, again, wild card what he's going to do. Uh, and I don't like that. I don't like kind of like knowing maybe what guys are going to do personally. Uh, and the last team in that division, the last player of the league to talk about is the team from Atlanta, uh, Bill, who is, was starting at 378, but he's a team that bought uh, Eloy Jimenez, I believe, for like $210. Uh, 
Uh, so he should be, I believe, at now uh, 168 before these players, he chooses his six players to be capped. So he will probably start off in the tax bracket after his keepers. Uh, that includes Francisco Lindor for 80, Wilson Contreras for 52, Edwin for 49, Miguel Sano for 25, Michael Brantley for 10, Elvis Andrews for 5, Clint Kershaw for 76, David Price for 61, D- Steven Strasburg for 57, Keuchel for 35, uh, the Will Smith, the relief pitcher for 29, and then also obviously Eloy Jimenez for 10, who he's got to keep. So I'm guessing maybe Sano... Eloy, uh, that's my dog line is coming downstairs. It's probably about to bark at me. Uh, but Francisco Lindor for 80, definite. Um, probably Miguel Sano for 25. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, it sounded like talking to him. He's going to keep Kershaw for 76 of price for, oh, I don't know about price. I'm not sure. I didn't talk about price. But probably David or Steven Strasburg for 57. I don't know. I don't know if he's, so I don't know if he's got a six, if he's still mo- trying to make moves. Uh, but again, he's got a hurt budget. Now it doesn't mean he won't come and spend. Maybe he comes out and spends twenty five hundred. I don't know. And tries to buy the thing. Anybody could try to do anything. He's definitely got a couple of good guys, good young guys, and guys with upside, good pitchers, I guess. So uh, it's very exciting. Everyone's thinking they're in it, right? Uh, I think everyone is in it. Wow. So I talked a lot, guys. Uh, hopefully next t- episode. We won't have me talking so much. I'll be talking to somebody else so they can interject and have their own opinions. And I like having something to go back on and laugh at. Uh, I have a feeling things are going to get a little heated. Usually, like I said, things don't get heated so early, and they're already ready. People are ready. People want to win, and uh, I hope you enjoyed me. I hope you follow along for the season of the dramatics. Uh, I'm recording out of my own studio now in my own house, so that's exciting. Uh, thank you, Planet Ant Podcast Network, for sponsoring this and using Pinecast. Thank you, Pinecast, for hosting. Um, this has been the first episode of Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball official own podcast. Uh, please give us a like, share us uh, if you can, tell your friends, uh, like us, subscribe, uh, give us some questions, give me some questions. Uh, hopefully, maybe uh, again, I'll have somebody on soon. Enjoy. Peace. I'm out.